The Yesterday and Today podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun compilation of chronological source materials as they pertain to the Beatles. The show is in no way affiliated with Apple Corps, nor any organization connected to John, Paul, George, or Ringo in any way, though we do consider ourselves premier members of the Bungalow Bill fan club. So kick back, turn off your mind, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. Yesterday and Today, 1978, Part 5, Further On Up The Road. In this episode, we'll cover August 1st through December 31st. On August 1st, at the Princess Christian Nursing Home in Windsor, Berkshire, England, Danny Harrison is born to George and Olivia. Danny weighs in at approximately 5 pounds. Several days later in Japan on August 12th, the Lennon family travel once again to Kurizawa as they did last year and settle in at the Manpai Hotel. Back in America on August 14th, To capitalize on the resurgence of Beatlemania, Capitol Records released the single Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band with a little help from my friends, backed with A Day in the Life. The single peaked at number 71 in the charts. On August 18th in the UK, EMI Records released the single Ging Gang Gooly by Dirk and Stig of the Ruddles. This is the same single that was delayed on the Ringo Records label a year earlier. Gang Gang Gooly 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 
On August 21st, RCA Records in America released the album Along the Red Ledge by Daryl Hall and John Oates. The album features the track The Last Time, with George Harrison on backing vocals and guitar. John Oates is asked how he got George to be on that record. Well, um, as I began to dabble in race car driving, um, one of my mentors was a fellow named Richard Lloyd, who um, was a Londoner who actually had worked in the music business, was really uh, a big, big-time music fan. And he, um, he was a huge fan of Abandoned Luncheonette. And when we first went over to England, I met Richard through a sort of music business uh, friends. Mm -hmm. And he was also a professional race driver. And, um, he, of course, you know, he wanted to talk about music. I wanted to talk about cars. <laughs> and one thing led to the other. And he actually uh, took me to Brands Hatch, and I did my first racing school at Brands Hatch in England. And I went through the whole thing. I got my provisional license. And then that led me back to America to start racing. So um, through uh, the connection with Richard, then I started to meet people. And I eventually met Jackie Stewart. And Jackie and I and his family became uh, very good friends. And through Jackie, of course, I met George Harrison. 
And George and I bonded not so much over music, but, but certainly over Formula One racing. And and but he uh, he showed up on a on a Hall and Oates record. Well, he he was living in L.A. in the in the seventies, and um, you know we went to the Long Beach Grand Prix together. We were hanging out, and he invited uh, he invited me over to his house to watch the Ruddles movie, <laughs> which was a movie he produced, which was a send up of the Beatles. Of so it was pretty surreal and psychedelic <laughs> to be sitting in the living room with George Harrison watching a movie that was a send up of him. Uh, and he just got the biggest kick out of pointing out all these little subtleties and, well, watch this, you know, this this is where, you know. And uh, he, he, it was a big deal for him, I think. And uh, while we were there, I figured, well, you know, it's now or never. I said, hey, George, we're making an album. Would you like to play on it? And he, he was so cool. He said, only if I can just be in the band. And that's all he wanted to do. He didn't want to be singled out. He didn't want to do a solo. He didn't want to have any kind of special treatment. And he showed up and played acoustic guitar for a whole afternoon. On August 26th in America, Capitol Records released the single London Town by Wings. This is the third single release from the album London Town and reached number 39 in the U.S. singles charts and number 17 on the U.S. Billboard Easy Listening chart. Down the sidewalk on a purple afternoon, I was accosted by a barker playing the simple tune upon his flute. Silver rain was falling down upon the dirty ground of London town Sunday afternoon I was arrested by a rosa 
Back in Japan on August 31st, after some sightseeing and visiting with the Yono family, the Lennons packed up and went back to Tokyo. On Saturday, September 2nd, Melody Maker in London reports of a forthcoming book by George Harrison titled, I Me Mine. It is being produced in a limited edition run of 1,000 leather-bound copies to be sold for £116 each. The book will include facsimiles of many of George's handwritten lyrics which he had kept in a trunk at Friar Park. According to Brian Roylance of Genesis Publications, Apparently, it was John Lennon who persuaded George never to discard all the old manuscripts for his songs. George told me that while in Hamburg, Lennon had said that he was convinced they were going to reach the top, and he realized that the originals of the songs would be worth a lot. Also on September 2nd, in the UK, about four weeks after the birth of their son Danny, George and Olivia marry at a private ceremony at the Henley-on-Thames Register Office.
A few days later, over in London on September 6th, Paul and Linda host the third annual Buddy Holly Week titled Every Day's a Holly Day. The highlight of the evening is the premiere of the film The Buddy Holly Story starring Gary Busey. Religious leaders say he's corrupting the youth of America. Why you and I Psychologists feel he's creating mass hysteria. We'll buy and buy. Police say he incites rioting. No true They think he's crazy, even dangerous. Sometimes we'll sigh. He's just 20 years old. Sometimes we'll cry. And yet, he's one of the most important men in America. And we'll know why. He's going to change the future of a whole generation. His name is Buddy Holly. And this is his story. That'll be the day that you say goodbye. Now this music is a threat to our very society. I have a sound in my head. So far, it's not like anything we've done here. You said, let's get down here and make some records fast. Well, I'm here, and this is what we've done. Now, what do you call it? Roll in the stick, buddy. Tell them I love different than the candlelight. Well, I tried to show you, and you tried to be back. The Buddy Holly Story. You'll be laughing, crying, singing, and stomping your feet. This evening's hosted event concluded at the Peppermint Park Eatery at St. Martin's Lane, London before attending a midnight screening of the Buddy Holly story film at Leicester Square. Some of the guests include Mickey Dolenz of the Monkees, Carl Perkins, David Frost, Mary Hopkin, George Mealy, Keith Moon, and his girlfriend Annette Walter-Lax. It was unknown if Keith would attend as he was being treated for alcoholism but his girlfriend really wanted to go. Earlier, for fear of being tempted to drink, Moon had been reluctant to attend. Still mulling over whether or not to attend Paul McCartney's big bash, Keith Moon is worried that without a drink or two, he can't possibly live up to that larger-than-life reputation. But thanks to a few lines of coke, he quickly changed his mind. From the second he arrives, Keith is treated like true rock royalty and is given the best seat in the house. Keith was at the main table. He sat with Paul and Linda McCartney. He's not off at some side table with the side musicians. Uh, he's, he's, he's at the main table. Also on hand are famous British talk show host David Frost and Kenny Jones, ex-drummer for The Faces. Keith and I just went straight into each other, just talking, because we hadn't seen each other for a while. I said, well, how about you, Keith? What have you been like? He said, I'm, oh, I'm clean, I'm straight, I'm... And he was telling me that he'd, he'd given up drinking for nearly six months, and he felt so much better. For partygoers, Keith's calm behaviour comes as something of surprise. One of those who's taken aback is BBC radio personality Annie Nightingale. He seemed very subdued. I'm not that the crazy Keith, you know, putting all kinds of jokes. For girlfriend Annette, the change in Keith comes as a welcome relief. I felt like for once I was relaxing with him. I felt safe and I could probably for the first time enjoy a party with him as a normal couple. 
It was wonderful. Now, get ready, we're going to play some rock and roll. Keith, wearing a Wings t-shirt, seemed to have his mind elsewhere. It's 1am, and after attending Paul McCartney's party, he decides to leave partway through the screening of the Buddy Holly story. He was restless and he said, I can't sit through this, I don't want to watch this. Let's go. Uncharacteristically, Annette and Keith call it an early night and head home. We said goodbye to each other and he went off. September 7th, 1978, 2 a.m. Keith Moon and his girlfriend, Annette Walter Lax, return to their flat. Moon has been taking large amounts of hemonevrin, a drug prescribed to help him with his alcohol withdrawal and insomnia. I didn't know they were dangerous. I didn't see them as dangerous because they were prescribed by the doctor. So I trusted the situation. But as with everything else in his life, Moon's been overdoing it and completely ignoring the recommended dosage. The effect of hemonevrin is that, that you feel you feel you feel drunk if you take them. You should have them in hospital by nurses or doctors that can see how many tablets they, you get per hour or whatever. I didn't know that then. They were supposed to make him sober. They were supposed to make him stop wanting to drink alcohol. That's what I know. As Moon gets ready for bed, he asks Annette to fix him some food. He was hungry when he got back, so I went to the kitchen. I, I knew we had some, some lamb, as a matter of fact. He loved lamb. He had that, and he wanted to watch this film. With a belly full of food and hemonevrin, Keith Moon finally drifts off to sleep. Keith woke one more time a few hours later, demanding more lamb. Annette fixed him another plate and served it to him in bed. Then he took another handful of hemonevrin, a pill that has a maximum dosage of three per day. Then he drifted to sleep. Keith Moon died on September 7th of a heart arrhythmia from taking 32 hemonevrin tablets. He was only 32 years old. is an unrealized sound Every feeling I get from the street says it soon could be found When I hear the cold lies of the pusher I know it exists It's confirmed in the eyes of the kids emphasized with their fists But the high has to rise from below Volcanoes explode through the snow The mosquito sting brings a dream But the poison's deranged mm, The music must change For we're chewing a bone We saw it like the sparrowhawk fly Then we dropped like a stone Like the tide in the waves Growing slowly Mountains as old as the earth 
Sometimes at night I wake up and my body's like ice The sound of the running wild stallion, the noise of the mice And I wondered if then I could hear into all of your dreams I realize now it was really the sound of your screams But death always leads on to life But the street fighter swallows the knife Am I so crazy to feel that it's here prearranged? The music must change It gets higher and higher Smoldering like leaves in the sun Then it bursts into fire Its rhythm goes strong It's so new and so strange This song so different Am I doing it all again? It may have been done before But the music's an open door Every feeling I get from the street says it soon could be found When I hear the cold lies of the pusher, I know it exists It's confirmed in the eyes of the kids emphasized with their fists But the high has to rise from the low Like volcanoes explode through the snow Mosquito sting brings a dream But the poison's deranged The music must change For we're chewing a bone We saw like a sparrowhawk fly Then we drop like a stone Like the tide and the waves Going slowly in range Crushing mountains as old as the earth The music must change A few days later, on September 11th, without comment, Paul and Wings head to Limpney Castle in Kent, where sound and inspiration are gained from the surroundings as the band work on tracks for their next album. Tonight 
Outside of London near Sudbury on September 15th, it is reported that George Harrison purchased Brunden Mill House for a friend, Derek Taylor. The estimated value is £67,000. Over in Japan on September 16th, John, Yoko and Sean depart New Tokyo International Airport en route to South Africa. Sean's nanny Masako did not make the trip, deciding to leave the Lenin service and stay in Japan. Heading to South Africa, the Lenin's travels were a bit delayed in Seychelles, East Africa, before ultimately landing at Jan Smuts Airport in Johannesburg, South Africa, on September 18th. Continuing from South Africa, they land back in New York on September 21st. Now back in New York, John and Yoko announced to the New York press that they are planning a musical based on their lives. It's to be called The Ballad of John and Yoko. Real love, take one.
On September 29th, over in London at Limpney Castle, Wings wrap up their castle recordings. After the ball, after the ball, you were the one out in the hall. You were the one, the one who would love me after the ball. On September 30th in America, Robert Stigwood's on-screen theatrical production of the play Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band premieres in theaters across the country. showed up outside of Radio City Music Hall to wait patiently for a glimpse of a great one, any great one. And when the limousines cruised up, there was Sergeant Pepper's weather vane, also known as Billy Preston. What do you think about the movie? I think it's fantastic. Why? Because I'm in it. <laughs> no, no, because it's, it's the Beatles songs, you know, that makes this movie so fantastic. And all the beautiful people in it, you know, I'm proud to be a part of it.
stars the Bee Gees, Peter Frampton, Billy Preston, Alice Cooper, Aerosmith, George Burns, and others. George Burns, accompanied by his ever-present blonde companion, was in good spirits. How are you doing? Good. I'm all excited. I'm getting in for free. <laughs> in the film, Alice Cooper plays evil. He turns people's minds to jelly. What do you think about the movie? I think I'm evil in it. Did you mean to be? Yes, I'm very mean in it. The film is a loosely based comedic story of the band's life through the highs and lows of the music industry. The members of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band battle evil forces that are hell-bent on stealing their musical instruments and corrupting their hometown of Heartland. The town of Heartland, he left his musical instruments. These instruments have the power to make dreams come true. And as long as they remained in Heartland's care, humanity would live happily forever after. The film's musical soundtrack was produced by George Martin and was released as a double album package. Although the film was a minor commercial box office success, fans and critics alike were embarrassed by it and voted it the worst picture of the year. Over in London on October 3rd at Abbey Road Studios, recording sessions for the next Wings album continue in Studio 2. 
In the studio, Paul is asked when he composes a song if he knows exactly how it is to be. Actually, I mean, I couldn't really tell you now. If I'm thinking now, do I hear a full thing or do I hear just a voice in the piano as I'm doing it, say? It's, it's difficult to tell, you know. It's, um, it's like saying to a painter, do you see the whole painting whether, when you do the first sketch? I don't know, I don't think you do, really. You just you hear what you think it might be able to be and what you could sort of make it all into. Uh, with this rockestra on, I got just the, the tune as a little instrumental. And I thought it's a nice, easy melody line, and it might be a good thing to try um, a lot of guitars on the melody line and try it. Whereas most people use orchestras, the normal orchestra, I thought the idea might be to, good to use rock instruments instead and um, have what you could call a rockestra instead of an orchestra. I've been thinking about doing it for a long time and talking about it with various people, you know, and as you meet people in the business, that you find other people saying, yeah, I'm thinking of doing something like that. So by the time I heard a few other people saying, yeah, I'm going to do that, I thought, well, I'd better do it if I'm ever going to do it. And uh, we better just try and get it together. So that's when I started thinking about ringing people. So uh, I rang up a lot of people, you know, who I thought might be good to do it. Uh, and some of them couldn't make it, some of them could come, some of them couldn't. And um, I just decided, okay, well, whoever turns up, you know, even if just three of them turn up, then that'll be Rockestra. And we'll just see what we can do. McCartney and the band are joined by a large who's who supergroup of guest musicians, who Paul dubs as Rockestra. Hi, Bruce. On the day, Rockestra was. Pete Townsend from The Who. Kenny Jones from The Who. Bruce Thomas from the Elvis Costello Band. Hank B. Marvin of The Shadows. Tony Dorsey, Wings World Tour. Ray Cooper, Elton John Band. Thaddeus Richard, Wings World Tour. Dave Gilmore of the Pink Floyd. Lawrence Juber of Wings. Morris Perth. John Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin. Steve Holly of Wings. Danny Lane of Wings. John Bonham of Led Zeppelin. Gary Brooker of Procol Harum. Tony Carr. Speedy A.K. Tony Ashton of Ashton Gardner and Dyke. Howie Casey from Wings World Tour. Ronnie Lane, ex Small Faces. Steve Howard, Wings World Tour. Is it, it's a C or a C chord or a C 
Massive Supergroup also worked on another song.
I like that one. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. All right, let's go on. I'll do my vocals tomorrow. While the new Wings powerhouse sound was happening over in London, across the pond on October 5th, a third pre-birthday celebration is happening for Sean Lennon in New York City at the Tavern on the Green in Central Park. Here's Elliot Mintz. John and Yoko threw a little party October 5th at the posh Tavern on the Green restaurant in Central Park. Co-hosting were its owners, the Leroy's, who also lived in the Dakota building. Their son, Maxie, and Sean were best friends. The get-together actually turned out to be pretty big. Along with Maxie, Oliver, Josh, and a bunch of Sean's other pals from school in the neighborhood joined in the fun. Entertainment included a fast-talking magician, plus a puppet show emceed by a character named Cecil. Take it, Cease. time, John was feeling very happy with his life, family, and freedom. There was one thing that could possibly interfere with that feeling, and that was the terrorist group, the Fallen, that had been threatening him and his family. Lennon had no contact with them since the last letter several months ago, and shared that news with the New York City Division of the FBI. They too had no new information and considered the case closed. On October 6th, Ringo Starr appears on the CBS television chat show, Every Day. He was interviewed by Dara Wells the previous day from Starr's rented home in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. ...with Ringo Starr. Okay, we have to talk about you. Actually, your old group. Let's start with the old group. What was it that was so special about the Beatles? The four boys. I think uh, the four of us together were... It was just uh, magic, you know, and I think that came across to the audience. There was some chemistry there with the four of us that uh, was just dynamite. What would you think if I sang out a tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song And I'll try not to sing out a key Oh, I get by is still so much a part of our culture. Which, and there is which a I'd like show. to mention, we yes. don't get any part of that. People keep saying we make a fortune with the stuff they sell. Um, we do not get anything from that, you know, the people just do it. Kind so of a, we don't support it. Kind of a, Well, I don't support it, I'm yeah. still talking for the boy, for what the group. A, what about the show Beatlemania, it's on national tour? Nothing to do with us. The well, four lookalikes you hadn't Well, there's no only say? one real lookalike, I believe. I've never seen the show. And it's called Beatlemania, but so I hear from people who've seen it, deals with the 60s, not just us. Mm -hmm. 
They should have called it the 1960s show. But of course, we're bigger than the 60s. <laughs> the fact, though, that you're not making music as the Beatles anymore, and the fact that people still go to these conventions and still buy albums every time Capitol re-releases a package. It's incredible. Well, they re-release it because the people want them, you know. We're back in the charts again. Sgt. Pepper's 20, or whenever this goes on, 10 in the charts. And uh, it was 11 years ago we made it. Mm-hmm. That's why I can sit in the Hollywood Hills, folks. <laughs> <laughs> We will be back with more of Dara's interview and some revealing talk by Ringo Starr. You know, I was a big fan of yours when Good you morning. were acting. Um, That'll Be the Day was, mm. I thought, wonderful with David Essex. And, of course, you did Candy as the Mexican gardener. I did Matthew Christian. Right, with Peter Sellers. I did one that's never, I don't think it's ever been seen in America, called Blind Man, which I play. I don't know why twice they made me be a Mexican, you know, and I can't do accents to save my life. It's always a Liverpool Mexican. I was going to say you Hello, Gringo, how you doing? It's always Italian Liverpool Mexican, I do. So, but they like it. What about acting in the future? Any plans to do that? I know you did Sextet with Mae West, which was yeah. kind of I a, didn't see that other. either. I also did Listomania, which I didn't see. Ken Russell and Roger Daltrey. Uh, nothing right now. I'm in between engagements. <laughs> As they say, just kicking back by the pool. What you gonna do now? Come on, Blue. What you gonna do now? Do you think you're a pretty good drummer? I'm probably the finest rock and roll drummer around. I have to ask you one last question, only because it's been sitting here looking at me all through this interview. That dog. This dog, yes. Well. Why do you have that dog? Well, I'll tell you, it's a long story. Nancy Andrews... Was uh, your girlfriend? Yes, on and off. Hi, Nancy. Uh, she wanted a dog. She always wanted a dog. You know, let me have a dog. Let's get a dog. I said, no, we don't have a dog, because we travel a lot. You know, we go mm -hmm. to Europe, we're here. And I always think it's unfair to have a dog. If you move, cats are fine, you can leave them with people. But dogs, they like to be with the people. Mm -hmm. So I bought her this dog. And he doesn't eat much. We must be going, unfortunately. Ringo Starr, I want to thank you. It's been an absolutely I lovely afternoon. I want to thank afternoon. you, darling. It's been wonderful. You see, this is what you do when you live That's in France. Right. You can just kiss any woman you like because you live in France. Hi, I'm from France. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. October 9th, John celebrates his 38th birthday and Sean celebrates his third. I had something in my pocket Keep a lot of folks alive And I'm a man Age 53 I can't get it up at all I'm tied to a tree
woke up this morning Went right back to sleep I woke up this evening Couldn't find my feet But now I'm in Age 21 And you know baby We'll have lots and lots of fun Back over in London the next day. Paul and Wings assemble at Abbey Road Studios 2 to work on further tracks for the new Wings LP. On the 20th of October, Harrison flew from London to Tunisia to check on the film that he is financially supporting titled Monty Python's The Life of Brian. Who are you? We are three wise men. What? We are three wise men. Well, what are you doing creeping around the car shed at two o'clock in the morning? That doesn't sound very wise to me. God, we were led by a star. Led by a bottle of all I got out. We were seeing. Apparently, EMI Films withdrew its funding for the film. Monty Python got uh, into pre-production of The Life of Brian and then the backers backed out. And I suppose that's what backers do, don't they? They bled us white, bastards. They take everything we had. And not just from us, from our fathers and from our fathers' fathers. And from our fathers' fathers' fathers. Yeah. And from our fathers' 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 fathers. You're right, Stan. Don't labor the point. So Harrison, a fan of Monty Python, arranged financing for its production through its newly formed company, Handmade Films. A friend of mine said, is there any way you can think of helping him get that movie made? And I said, well, I'd love to see it. And I spoke to my business manager, and he came up with the idea of us becoming Bialystok and Bloom, the producers. And it just went from there. You know what they say? Some things in life are bad. 
They can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, don't grumble. Give a whistle, and this'll help things turn out for the best. Hey. Always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten. And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle. That's the thing. On this day, George filmed a cameo role as Mr. Papadopoulos in the picture. He flew back to London the next day. November saw the opening of Replica Studios, situated in the basement of the McCartney's MPL offices in Soho Square, London. The studio is modeled after Abbey Road Studios, too. Over in America on November 5th, aboard a yacht in the Boston, Massachusetts harbor, Denny Lane marries his longtime girlfriend and model, Joanne Jojo LePetri. Jojo was the inspiration for one of Rod Stewart's songs as he dated her for a period of time before she met Denny.
the sun goes low and you're home all alone Think of me and try not to laugh And I'll wear it well I don't object if you call collect Cause I ain't forgetting that you were once mine But I'll do it without even trying later on November 22nd, and just in time for Christmas, Capitol Records in America released the album Wings Greatest. Wings Greatest, out now. All but two of the 12 songs are credited to Wings. This album was compiled after McCartney's decision to leave EMI's American label Capital for a more lucrative deal with Columbia. The man is still on the run, but here we have quite a collection of clues. Listen. and Denny Lane from 1971 to now Wings Greatest No collection is complete without it Wings Greatest out now on Capitol Records and Tapes Fly with Wings now it's Sam Goody on LP 549 on tape 599 let's Sam The album peaked at number 29 in the U.S. Billboard charts and number 5 in the U.K. album charts. November 23rd, Thanksgiving Day in New York City and the Macy's annual Thanksgiving Day Parade. The Lennons watched the parade from their Central Park, West Dakota apartment. All the village people. They'll be singing YMCA.
A few days later at the Dakota apartment, John has been relaxing at home while taking care of Sean. Visitors to the apartment often mention that the Lennon's master bedroom television was usually turned on, but the audio was muted. On November 27th, with an acoustic guitar in hand, Lennon, in a Bob Dylan-ish style voice, sung the Reuters newsfeed as it crawled across his screen. Thank you, Mr. Dither. Thank you, Mr. Dither. The official Soviet newspaper said the temple members had protested the mindless arms race and the filthy war in Vietnam and were persecuted and finally forced to seek refuge in another country. Wow, sounds like a ballad to me. Oh man, Bangkok, Thailand has launched an air sea search and fishing boat carrying some 400 Vietnamese refugees. The boat was towed back out to sea after arriving in Thailand. Sources said because of a breakdown in communication. Oh Lord, the boat was towed into Thai waters by a German freighter, the Thai Navy, unaware that the refugees had been guaranteed resettlement in worse Germany took the boat back out to sea after providing the passengers with provisions. made their first reference to the country's current war poster campaign, quoting Vice Premier Ten House Ping as saying the country's stable and its leaders are confident of implanting modernization programs. Oh, this you getting in the village boy. Ten gave his blessing to the campaign, but he commented not all opinions of the masses are carefully thought out, nor can we demand that they all be correct, adding, this is nothing terrible. It's bad enough, but it's not terrible. Former President Richard Nixon in his second trip outside the United States since his resignation was a smiling, handshaking politician again crowds outside his hotel and trying a little French. He sure as hell didn't try it on pad. Nixon, Mr. Nixon is in Paris to sightsee and be interviewed on French television before going on to deliver a speech in England. He'll participate in a French calling program and said he will answer questions in Welsh. Save the 
Mexican with a righteous Theosaurus blues again. Sometimes I wish I was just George Harrison, you know, got all answers. Oh my God. Oh my God. Just a minute, I just get my yamash. I'd just like to leave you with this message. They say the best things in life are free, except on TV. <laughs> On December 2nd in the UK, EMI Parlophone released the album Beatles Rarities. This collection of 17 Beatles tracks is made up of Beatles singles B-sides as well as non-album songs. The LP reached number 71 in the UK album charts. On December 7th in Surrey, London, George attends a concert by Eric Clapton at the Guildford Civic Hall. The show is billed as Eric Clapton and his Rolling Hotel. For the encore this evening, Clapton persuades Harrison to join him on stage along with Elton John on piano for the closing song, Further On Up The Road.
On Saturday, December 16th, Yoko Ono flies to London to attend Apple business meetings at the Grosvenor Hotel. Yoko was interviewed at her hotel, the Savoy, with excerpts appearing in the Melody Maker newspaper. Find the gap between the train and the platform. This is Westminster. Change here for the Jubilee. Yoko was asked if John was at home with Sean. Her reply was, John is meditating in his boudoir. We are really sorting out our psyches. It has been suggested that John also visited May Pang's boudoir during Yoko's absence. That same week at the Crown Inn in the village of Pissel, Henley on Thames, George Harrison and his Henley Mafia, as they were known, which sometimes included Joe Brown, Keith Ralphs, Gary Moore, John Lord, and others, turned up and played a set at the pub. Tonight the group included Mick Ralphs, guitarist for Mata Hoople, Boz Burrell, bassist of King Crimson and Bad Company, Simon Kirk, guitarist and drummer for Free and Bad Company, John Lord, keyboardist for Deep Purple, and Ian Pace, drummer for Deep Purple. They called themselves this evening the Pisshole Artists. It's Christmas 1978. In five minutes, Christmas Night Entertainment continues with some more misadventures of Frank and Betty Spencer in Some Mothers Do Have Em, starring Michael Crawford. But before that, there's the Christmas Evening News with Peter Woods. The time now is exactly 11 minutes past seven. In two rescue operations off the east coast of Scotland, 20 seamen have been saved. In storm force winds during the night, two ships ran into trouble. The coast of Ferndyke went aground off the Firth of Tay, and RAF helicopters joined Broughty Ferry lifeboat to rescue the eight crew. Two lifeboatmen who were injured are recovering in hospital, but the freighter's captain had both arms broken. In the other incident, 
the Swedish cargo vessel Alstern sank east of St Abbs Head. The 12 crew were eventually picked up and landed at Leith this afternoon by the British cargo ship Lundy Shore. The Queen attended morning service at Windsor, along with the Queen Mother and other members of the royal family. In her Christmas broadcast on radio and television, the Queen stressed how one generation held its experience in trust for the next. And the broadcast ended with pictures of Princess Anne and her son Peter, now 13 months old, joining the Queen in the nursery of Buckingham Palace. And that's it for now. I hope you enjoy the rest of Christmas evening. Now look at uh, the Boxing Day weather. England, Wales and Northern Ireland are expected to have intervals of fairly bright weather, though bands of cloud and rain will move northwards across most areas during the day. Much of Scotland will stay cloudy with rain at times and snow on the northern hills. Temperatures, like today, will range from a rather cold 3 degrees centigrade, 37 degrees Fahrenheit over northern Scotland to 7 degrees centigrade in the north of England and as high as 11 degrees centigrade, 52 degrees Fahrenheit in parts of the south. And that's the weather for Boxing Day. Over in America on December 29th, John and Yoko Spirit Foundation Incorporated was registered as a domestic not-for-profit corporation. This ends the year 1978. We're getting there. Just a few minutes from now, it'll be 1979. People all over the world watch that giant six-foot ball that stands atop one Times Square. Mr. Alex Parker, the man who owns that building, will give the official signal, and then they'll lower it it'll come down slowly. It's going to be a little hard to tell exactly when it reaches the bottom, so you watch your eye there and keep your eye on the digital clock. That'll tell you exactly how much time is left. Incidentally, uh, New Year's Eve is going to be one second later this year. It is, as a matter of fact, every six years, the National Bureau of Standards adjusts its watch along with the Greenwich time people all over the world. I don't think we're going to notice it too much. As soon as that ball hits the bottom of the flagpole up there that was set there this morning, our friends down there in the square are going to know for sure that just about five minutes from now, four minutes from now, it'll be 12 midnight. And in New York City, which will signal a celebration across the United States and Canada, one more time, it'll be New Year's. And we're getting close, 45 degrees in Times Square, New York City. This was the year of... Barry Manilow, the Bee Gees, and Disco. The year of Steve Martin and Robin Williams. The year of Pete Rose, Muhammad Ali. A lot of good things happened this year. And here we go, the last minute of 1978. And the crowd sees the ball moving. Here we go, down to the last 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, one and a happy 1979! New Year's Rockin' and in New York and Hollywood, both. Happy people, happy 79, old Lang Syne.
Happy New Year, everybody. Or to contact the show, visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at yesterdaypod on Twitter and search Yesterday and Today Podcast on Facebook. See you next time. I'm Paul Kaminsky. I'm James Kaminsky. And I'm Wayne Kaminsky. And we bring you the Kaminsky family of podcasts, Yesterday and Today, and the Third Men podcast. You might know me from one of those dumb voices I do, or my dad (laughs) from his better show than ours. (laughs) Wow. And we're here to tell you about some cool merchandise you can pick up for the shows. As we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever, but to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Marks and Spence underwear? <laughs> Don't worry, we will. <laughs> you can head to our social media pages. That's facebook.com slash yesterdayandtodaypodcast or facebook.com slash thirdmen. Or you could head to society 6 dot com slash Kaminsky Family Podcast. That's society, the number six, dot com slash K-A-M-I-N-S-K-I Family Podcasts. Yeah, keep our lights on. I'm in the dark. Dad, any words of wisdom? Hello? The lights just went out. (laughs) Guys, we need your help. (laughs) Buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free one. All right. Thank you, Dad. All right, we'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see me. Oh, for God's sake.